Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That is, of course, George Harrison and my sweet Lord. Uh, we are talking Lords. In fact, Lord Arthur Savile. Uh, unfortunately, we've not been able to get hold of Deborah, uh, so I've left a message on her answer phone. Uh, but we do have the man himself, Lord Arthur Savile, in the guise, of course, of uh, Mr Bertie Black. Good morning, Bertie. How are you this morning? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad at all, not too bad at all. So, um, so you are proof that I did try to get Deborah, uh, but unfortunately, she's probably a bit too big. Didn't hear the phone, something like that, because uh, it's an early start in theatre land, it is, on Sunday mornings. It, I, I, I know that. You can't get the staff these days, you know. Oh, even if she is the director. <laughs> <laughs> Better not upset her, though. So now that I, I saw this play several years ago, um, and it's a great play, very funny. Uh, but for anyone who doesn't know uh, Lord Arthur Savile's crimes, tell us uh, what it's all about. Um, well, I've been telling my few friends, I'm trying to remember the spiel I tell them because it's, it's tricky to say without spoiling the ending. Yes. But the basic premise of it is. Um, I play Lord Arthur Savile, the type of character, of course, and this Lord Arthur Savile is uh, betrothed to be married to the lovely Miss Sybil Merton the following week. Now, her mother, uh, the Lady Julia, doesn't really like Lord Arthur all that much, so what she does is she's heard of this uh, this chiromancer, they call it, who's basically a fortune teller, like a palm reader, uh, to come and check that he's going to be all upstanding in their future marriage. Uh, and the palm reader, in confidence, tells Lord Arthur Savile about a terrible crime he must commit before, um, well, well, he must commit at some point in his future. So Lord Arthur Savile, being the complete upper-class twit that he is, decides he wants to get that out of the way before he gets married, with disastrous consequences, basically. And, as you say, we're not giving too much away um, about this, because we want to leave something for people to actually discover uh, in, in the play. So, um, as a character, what is Lord, Lord Arthur Savile like to play? He's he's a lot of he's he's a lot of fun. I mean, um, he's your classic archetypal sort of you know like the way I've been playing him like I have in my head like um, later on in the play as more things go wrong he's more like the title character of this particular show. But as it starts, he is basically he's a Prince George. He's he's a complete. He doesn't know why the world works. He's been raised in privilege and he thinks everything's all fine and dandy basically. Mm, yes, uh, it's 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 one of those characters that uh, y- you remember from a play, and uh, as I say, I can remember his character. I, I can remember the play as well, and that is what makes it so interesting as you go through the play um, as well, and the things that he does. That's all I'm going to say on that. So now, every, every yeah. role uh, to an actor is different to their previous roles, and I've seen you do quite a few comedy performances as well as a couple of serious parts as well. And I tell you, you, you just smashed every, every role you do out of the ballpark. Does Savile, oh, thank you. Does Savile differ much from the other comic characters that you've played? He does and he doesn't. I think, because um, obviously I, I get a lot of you talking about me in your reviews, I think this is more in line with what you would call a Bertie role, I think, this one. There's, Definitely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's one of those sort of productions. It's played because it's an Oscar Wilde, but I've always called it one of Oscar Wilde's most slapsticky, sort of farcical sort of comedies. So there is the uh, element of the manners comedy in there, of course, but it's it's definitely a lot more farcical, which I think is a lot more in line with what I have played recently. Uh, well, in my in my career, as it were. So. 
Now then, the, you've mentioned all the slapstick and everything, and uh, interwoven with all that slapstick, there's there's a nice line of supernatural, isn't there? Because you, you've mentioned the palm reading um, as well. But um, they, they, there's that lovely supernatural feel running through it, isn't there? Um, I think the supernatural element is coming from the palm reading, the chiromantic. Yeah. But I think, I think what you're getting on at is there is... The subject matter it is a dark play, like the, considering the nature of the crime, like and the way he's just casually talking about, like oh, I've got to do this, got to do this, and they're just talking about it as if they're like they've got to pop down to the shop for some milk, sort of thing. <laughs> so it's it, it's comic, but it's 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 quite dark if you sort of read between the lines on it. And well, you don't have to do that sort of reading between the lines to see how dark a, a play it is, really. But it's always done with that sort of Oscar Wilde twinkle sort of thing. So. Yeah, it's it's very sort of typical, if you like, of uh, of an Oscar Wilde play. And I mean, we, we all know that phrase about the wit of Wilde, so we know that it's going to be funny. Uh, and also, Oscar Wilde is known for his, in, well, he injects quite a bit of darkness in some of his plays as well. I mean, are, are you an Oscar Wilde fan? Uh, you know, have you read his stuff? Have you done any Oscar Wilde in the past? Um, I believe, I believe I have done some Oscar Wilde. I've just got to double check that he did write. He, he did, yes. Um, when I did Dorian Gray with Blind Eye, oh, uh, that course, was for a while. Yeah. So obviously that's a lot darker and a lot less comic and a lot more serious. But um, there are some elements like some of the characters in that, like Henry Wotton, who uh, just sort of like completely satirises the whole sort of nature of like how like society was at the time. Whereas this, it's not like a character within it satirising it, like calling out how crazy like some of these sort of traditions are at the time it's it the comedy comes from seeing these characters sort of living up to those traditions even if it means that uh, some of the things they're doing are absolutely ridiculous basically so Did, didn't you do, and, and i'm sure oscar wilde did the importance of being earnest uh have you ever done importance yeah, of being earnest yeah. i did earnest as well yes, yes i thought about that one <laughs> <laughs> yes i played algernon um that's uh, right last year as well yeah so, so yeah, I mean, you, you've got quite a history with with Oscar Wilde, so and, and and it's great that he can write stuff that uh, actors like yourself can really put forward um, because of that wit and because of you know your your comedy um, background, really, and and it just suits so well, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely, yeah. I mean, what I would say is it's it's been fairly tricky for me not only about the lead role and such as well, but. One of the, the aspects of a lead role is like it can't just be like a comedy character all the way through. Yeah. Yes, he's a comic character, but there are sort of like facets of the character where like sometimes has to be more serious and such. Whereas there's other characters in this production who are who are straight up like com- comedic characters who out comedy the the main character because obviously like you, you need these supporting characters to sort yeah. of like bounce off of. I mean, there's there's one character played by Danny. Um, uh, he's a particular German person, and the way he plays him is the funniest thing I've seen. There's, there's been moments on rehearsals where I've just had to sort of like stop and say, "Guys, give me a second because he's brilliant." So, as I say, it, it's a great play, uh, very funny, very witty, um, and of, of course, there, there's a lot of substance with, uh, with the characters that come along with that as well. Uh, now, with it being a period drama, tell us a little bit about the costumes. Um, well, I'm finding out um, later today about my costume. Um, uh, I've had a few sort of options thrown up my way, but uh, no, we've got tech rehearsal later with a bit of dress going on with that as well. Um, and yeah, we've seen some of the, quite a few of the ladies' costumes. 
and uh, there's no expense spared as, as it as it seems to be. So um, yeah, it's going to be fully period, fully period. The set especially. Uh, um, we had Chris Mercer and his dad. Um, they were building some of the set, and they popped down to the last rehearsal. And it's this massive archway that they've been building. And it, it's crazy. So. Oh, I can't, can't wait to see that. So, uh, and I expect that Deborah is down there at the moment, overseeing everything, which is which is why she didn't probably hear the phone uh, ringing. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so so what times rehearsals for for you then? Is it uh, do you have time to you know sort of grab yourself dinner and uh, and get down there, or is it an early start normally, for you? Normally, yeah. I mean, if I don't, then I'll just have a little quick start when I get home. But um, yeah, I think more could the case because I've been going out playing my music afterwards as well. Yeah. So for me, I'm sort of wound up everyone else in the car saying, I have to go by this time, and I'm like, I feel bad because I need to rehearse, but at the same time, like, I've got this book. It's like, ah! <laughs> now, Oscar Wilde once described Savile as a man of common sense. Uh, that doesn't seem to fit in with, with some of the things that Savile does, uh, which people will discover when they go down and see the play. Um, in your mind, do you think that, uh, that that's a decent quote, a man of common sense? Um... Well, if you break that quote down, it's uh, you think about what we mean by common sense. It's it's basically just like widely accepted procedure sort of thing. I think what Oscar Wilde sort of did was like not only did he sort of like write his plays following that procedure, but he also in doing so sort of took the Mickey out of them. So I'd say there's probably an argument for and against, to be honest. So. See, the best thing is for people to go down there and just work it out in the mind, if that's, uh, if, if that's precise, true. Yeah, yes. precise. Everyone's going to come away from this, but I think what's nice about this is everyone's going to come away from this play thinking, oh, this character was my favourite, or that character, because yeah. everyone stands out so much in it. It's brilliant. Which, so. which is why it makes uh, it one of Oscar Wilde's greatest plays really so now then just coming away from uh the acting a little bit you mentioned your music there uh how did the because uh, i think the last thing that you did was it was it the eastwood festival that you that you did yes, how did that go down how did that go down yeah very hot very very yes. hot <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, a really appreciative audience uh, i imagine as well because eastwood's not it, it's one of those areas of nottingham that I, i've been to quite a few times and it, it's not a massive area so there's there's bound to be sort of really good community spirit uh so w- were there you know sort of loads of people there because i knew i know this festival was spread over uh, quite a few venues uh did, did yeah, you sort of find that a... bars, yeah yeah so so w- was it a, a busy one because as i say they've got a great community spirit there it was great um yeah, it was like as I say, it was warm, but everyone was sort of like coming out for the day. Like um, one one of the venues that I didn't play, which is like the one that, that everyone wants to play, um, a place called the Dog and Parrot on the High Street in Eastwood, and it's it's you can't move in there as soon as like, when the event starts or when it ends, it's insane. So, which is great for a performer, of course. So, so um, oh yeah, definitely. So, right, so. Lord Arthur Savile's Crimes, it's yeah. at the Burton Joyce Village Hall. It's on the 28th to the 30th of September. The tickets are £8. Where can people get these tickets from? Yes, so you can buy them online. As a lot of people things are online these days. You can get those online at Ticket Source. Um, we also have them available in uh, three different venues within Burton Joyce. That's at Rhubarb's Cafe, which is just around the corner from the Village Hall. I know it, um, yep. Yep, we've got them at the Willow Tree, and they are also at... Hang on, let me double-check this. 
We've also got them at Nola, uh, which I believe is uh, the deli, which is which is very very central to Burton Joyce as well. So there you go, three places that you can get them as well as getting them online. If you do for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and get your ticket at the same time. Oh, definitely. And I tell you what, the the, the first one was is it the, the rhubarb cafe you mentioned the the first one. Or was it the yes. deli? Yeah. Uh, that one there, as I say, is just around the corner. They do an amazing cheese and tuna melt. Uh, they do. Oh. I, I, I popped in there, uh, when was it? Oh, a while ago now. And they're they so, so lovely. And, and it's gorgeous, that uh, the, the meals that they do in there. Or the, the snacks, anyway. So get yourself a, a melt, a coffee, and then pop round and see the uh, theatre. If, if the cafe's open at that time, we don't. Just go there early. That, that's the best thing to do. So, um, so... Uh, so hang out in the wheat sheep for the hour before the uh, doors open. Hey. Oh, or even afterwards, and discuss the play. Yeah. You, you see? It, Come to the answers. We'll be going over there afterwards. We'll bring, <laughs> we'll bring the whole of Burton Joyce together. So, And as you said, as, of course, get you can get the tickets online, which is great because then you know you've got a ticket. Uh, once you're in there, it's sort of sit where you like, uh, isn't it? So uh, just get in there and get the best seats. Um, they, yeah, say the best seats. We've got a licensed bar as well, taking cash and cards. If you want to get your drinks there as well, then you can do so. No worries. They're very cheap prices as well, from what I remember. Because I went to see Ghost Train where I wasn't yeah. in the production. And I remember the drinks being very cheap at the production. So. <laughs> that they are. Uh, I, I've been to several Burton Joyce Village Hall's uh, uh, performances. And the drinks are... are, are buy two or three, for goodness sake. It's cheap, you know. Uh, so go there, have a great night out. Lord Arthur Savile's Crimes, Burton Joyce Village Hall. Um, there, there's not so much parking around there, but you will be able to find parking somewhere nearby, so don't worry about that. Oh, we'll Tw- make the party. We'll make the party. Yes, definitely. 28th to the 30th of September. It's down there. You can go see Bertie as Lord Arthur Savile uh, and just have a great night out with, with that play because it, it is wonderful. So uh, Thank you so much, Bertie, uh, for telling us all about Lord Arthur Savile uh, and his crimes as well. Go down. And discover what those crimes are. Um, oh, my love to your little boy as well, by the way. Oh, thank you so much uh, about that. Yes, he's, he's probably fast asleep at the moment. So. And the funny thing is, people will think little boy, they'll probably think I've just had a baby or something. <laughs> my 20-year-old. So, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing Lord Arthur Savile's Crime because it is one of my favourite Oscar Wilde's and I am a massive Oscar Wilde fan. So, uh, and, and you are just going to smash it out the ballpark because Lord Arthur Savile. Um, so no, I can't, we'll see. Not, we'll see. So, well, <laughs> I, I know you will. So give my love to Deborah and apologise that we weren't able to chat to her this morning. And, uh, and for anybody do. who's missed this, which, you know, if they're listening now, they won't know that they've missed it because they've not missed it anyway. Uh, they can catch it uh, on the podcast, uh, and that'll be on there a little bit later, later on tonight. So, uh, cheers, Bertie. Have a great rehearsal cheers, this afternoon. See you soon. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you.